Good morning and welcome to the prayer call. We're excited about starting our morning with you. This is an opportunity that we have as the body of Christ to command our morning, to command our morning. And so I want to welcome every intercessor on the line this morning. We want to welcome the members of New Destiny Church. It is a privilege and an honor always to be with you all. Man, we had a great time last night in the Word on live stream. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for your contributions, your prayers, and your support. We also want to welcome every pastor on the line this morning, calling all around from around the nation and around the world. And so we just thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the line this morning. We're going to have a great time in the Word, and we're going to have a great time in prayer this morning. We want to welcome our guest that is on the line this morning. His name is Bishop E.B. Harmon, and he's from Harvest Family Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Bishop, how are you this morning? I'm blessed and highly favored, Bishop. Thank you so much. God bless. All right, man. You're coming in good, man. It's good to have you on the line. Well, let us pray this morning so we can jump right into the devotion. I'm excited about what Bishop is going to share with us this morning, and I'm excited about the time of prayer that we're going to have together today. Father, we bless you, and we honor you, and we thank you. We magnify you, Lord God, for this is the day that you have made. In it, we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you've delivered us from the powers of darkness, and you've translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, whereby you have given us a right to call you Abba, Father. You're our Father, and because you're our Father, we know that you will protect us. For you said in your word, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Father, we trust you. We trust that although in our world things are out of control, you still, Lord God, have things under control. So have your way this morning as we say good morning to you, Father, good morning, Lord Jesus, and good morning, Holy Spirit. Have your way today. We declare today someone's life will be changed. Today someone will be encouraged. Today someone will, Lord God, discover the power of hope, understand what it means to truly have faith and trust in you. Bishop, Amen. Bless you. Bless you so much. Let me just formally just greet everybody and say good morning to you. And, and I'll, first of all, I want to thank Bishop for this opportunity, he and his wife, and the entire New Destiny family. Thank you for this opportunity. And this is the day, as Bishop said, that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. And can I tell you, talking to you from the east side of the United States, it's a good day. You're going to have a great day. The sun is up. You're going to have a wonderful, beautiful day in the things of God. And I just want to join my faith. It's so exciting to be on this call with so many others that have come together with prayer. You know, in these turbulent times that we're dealing with, and we know that fear seems to be running rampant, and, and fear is the currency of control. And so what the enemy is doing is he's feeding us with a lot of fear, or at least he's offering us a lot of fear, 
we're not taking it. But we refuse to take it. Why? Because the word clearly tells us that God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but rather he has given us a spirit of love. He is love. We are love. We're walking in love of power, the ability to transform any situation we find ourselves in. And we do it by having a stable, sound mind. And that's so important. And what I want to share with us this morning, and we're going to pray in just a moment, but what I want to share with us is what Bishop has been teaching and talking about hope, the importance of hope. You know, being a faith teacher as well, we've taught many years and will continue to teach about faith because without it, it's impossible to please God. But, you know, faith really has no purpose unless it has a target for which it needs to connect. And the target of faith is hope because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And so when we're talking about hope, especially in these trying times because of what we're hearing, a lot of people have lost their hope. And I believe this is a time to recover our hope to go back and get what God has given to us. And and God has made hope available to each and every one of us. And when we talk about hope, we're just simply talking about in real layman's terms without getting real theological and exegetical and all of those type words and get into breaking it down. But hope talks about having not just an expectation, but I like to say an earnest expectation. In other words, something that you're totally desiring to have. And the desire that you want is a good desire. And I, we just don't desire it, but we have earnest expectation that we're going to obtain it. In other words, whatever God has given to us is available to us. But times like this, it's like a, a shield will come over and you can't see it and you feel like you can't get it, but it's still available to us. And we have to have that earnest expectation. And our desire has to be in the Lord. I like what the psalmist said that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, so that qualifies our desires. That qualifies what we're hoping for. We're just not randomly hoping for something. We're hoping and earnestly expecting to receive and obtain what God has promised us through his word. And clearly the scriptures support what we're saying here because the foundational scriptures or one of them is found in Hebrews chapter 6, which I think we're all familiar with, it talks about the immutability of God. And when we say immutability, is that word mutate. We get our word mutate from or something that changes, something that's distorted. But when you put the M in front of it, the prefix, it tells you that it's not going to happen. So what are we saying here? God's not going to change. God's not going to divert from what he originally said in his word. And one of the things that's immutable about God is so many things that's immutable about him that we can put our trust, we can put our hope in him, is that God will not lie. God will not lie. In fact, I'll go on record as saying God cannot lie. He doesn't want to lie. If he wanted to, he could. Why? Because he is truth. And in him, there is no falsehood. And what God said to us, is that he has made available to each and every one of us on this line this morning. I want you to get this. He's made available to us hope. We have earnest expectations. What is our hope resting in? Our hope is resting in the promises of God as a person and his word, because he and his word are one. They're inseparable. And, of course, our Lord Jesus Christ has given us access to our God, 
has put us in a place where we can be reconciled back to the God who will never lie, back to the God who watches over his word. So in these turbulent times that we're in right now, make no, make no mistake about it, the entire world is in turbulence right now. But we have a hope, we have a trust, we have an earnest expectation that we're going to come through this. And I know people are praying, Lord, deliver us out of it. And certainly that's a good prayer. But I think a more applicable prayer is, Lord, deliver us not out of it as much as you deliver us through it because we're learning something as we're going through this right now. We're finding out that some of the things that we held on to, we really don't need them at this time. This is the time to draw closer to our family. This is a time for us to be reunited. We've been distracted in so many areas, doing so many other things that we thought were important, but now we're finding out they have no real importance, no real value in our life. What's important is that we turn our face back to God. What's important is that we begin to put God back on the throne. Perhaps some have taken him off the throne and put their jobs and put their family and put their finances and other things on the throne. But God will have no other God before him. And so this is the time for us to reevaluate where we really are. This is the time for the church because we are the light of the world. And it's dark out here on the world scene right now. But this is the time that you and I, as born-again kingdom citizens, we can shine. Jesus said, let your light so shine so that men and everybody, not just in the kingdom, but especially outside the kingdom, that they can see the good works of our faithful God. This is a time for the church to move out of the four walls. I know we've been comfortable in gathering together. The scriptures, again, encourages us not to forsake the assembling. And, you know, as a pastor, you know, we're going viral, too. It's just something about standing up in that sanctuary and not seeing the smiling faces of the saints. But at the same time, we have to remember we're not just talking to the believers. We're talking to the world. The world needs a word. The world needs hope. And we're to be carriers of hope right now. So wherever you are with the limited mobility that we have, because many of us are on like a lockdown or a shut-in, if you will, but when you get out, this is an opportunity for you to take hope. Even in this quarantine season that we're in right now, you can use technology. You can call somebody. You can tweet somebody, text somebody, whatever you have to do, and you can share the hope of God's word with them right now that God has us. In the midst of all this, God has us. We're not going to lose hope. Why? Because hope is the target of our faith. In other words, if you don't have earnest expectations, what are you believing for? I'm believing that we're going to come out better than we were before this thing happened. I believe families are going to be reunited at a whole nother level like never before. Pastors are going to have more revelatory knowledge as they share because we're spending time in the Word. There's not many distractions going on. So this is the season. This is the season for the earnest expectation. The Scriptures tell us there in Psalms 146, I'm sure many of you have a Bible or you can get, or you can get to it, verse 5, it talks about how blessed we are. In fact, the King James says happy. I like the way it's rendered in the Amplified. It says we are blessed, we are fortunate, we're enviable. In other words, when you envy something, it's something that you're looking at that you want to have, you want to possess. And we're blessed in this time, and people are going to look at us. They're going to want to envy us. They're going to want to have what we have. 
What is it that we have that people are going to want? We're going to have hope. We're going to have joy. We're going to have peace because he's going to make this available to each and every one of us, especially as many of us are turning our plates down and seeking his face with a whole heart. The scripture says if you seek him with your whole heart, you will find him. And so we're going to be enviable. We're going to be fortunate because why? Our God is a God of hope. Hope, as we know in the book of Hebrews, again, I'm just sharing with you from my heart. I just want to talk to you. This is not a Bible study. I leave that to Bishop Smith. He's an excellent communicator of the word of God. But we know that hope is an anchor. It brings stability in your life. As I said, turbulent times, if you can envision a sea vessel that's being tossed to and fro with the waves and the wind. But when they come into a place, let's say they want to dock in a particular place, the one thing that the captain does is he drops anchor. Why does he drop the anchor? Because the anchor brings stability. No matter what's going on around you, we're not going to drift. We're not going to sway. We're not going to go to the left or the right. We're going to hold our course. We're going to stay put in the word of God because the word of God is our sure foundation. So the world may be looking and saying this is bad times, but I'm telling you, in the midst of this, all things, all working together for our good, we're coming through this, and we're going to be for the better. We're going to turn our attention back to God. I release hope on this line right now. We're not hopeless people. We're people of hope. And what God gives us, he gives us in abundance. So it's just not enough hope for you. It's just not enough hope for your family. There's hope for those that you come in contact with. Those of you on this line right now, I want you to know God is releasing more hope in your life so that you can share it with those whom the limited contact that you may have, but those that you come in contact with, you can share it with them because people need hope in these troubled times. And I'm so thankful that I have brothers and sisters on this line and a partner there on the West Coast that we're standing together, we're locking arms in faith, and we're decreeing and declaring over all of us that no weapon that's formed. The weapon has formed. Yes, it has but we are decreeing that it will not prosper. What the enemy meant for bad, what he meant for our destruction, God is turning this around for our construction, and we're going to be built up. We're going to be stronger. We're not going to bow down to the pressures of this world. Let's take a moment before I turn it back over to Bishop and to, and to the other staff there, and thank you so much for your faithful support. But let's come together and let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I set myself in agreement with those that's on this line. I set myself in agreement with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will bring revelation to each and every one of us. That's in this season that we're in right now. We're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I thank you that the things that we didn't need are being removed out of our life. I thank you that we're going to be stronger as we go through this situation and come out on the other side. I thank you that the things, Father, that the enemy thinks that he's going to hold us in snare and in trap, he's not going to be able to do it. Why? Because, Father, we have, as in the book of Acts, we have expectation. As the man was sitting at the gate, and then he was able to receive his healing. Yes, the power of God was available, but what connected the power of God to his need to be healed was his expectation. The Bible said he had 
expectation, looking to receive something. We're looking to receive what you promised us, the hope, the power, and the ability. So I thank you for what you're doing in this season. I thank you that every one of us, as we declare and decree our morning, that it's going to be a wonderful day in you and every day henceforth. And so we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Bishop, turn it back over to you. Amen. Thank you so much, Bishop. (laughs) I know you all are excited. I'm excited for that earnest expectation, not just expectation. I like what Bishop said. We have a fixed expectation that God will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us, that he's holding us up as we anchor ourselves in him, the soul, the, the, the mind, the will, the emotion, the seat of one's intellect. At this time, we're going to have Elder Namdi come with our uh, prayer requests and pray over those prayer requests. Good morning, Elder Namdi. Good morning, um, Bishop. Thank you so much. Uh, good morning to everyone on the call this morning. Um, we received three prayer requests from three different people. Um, the first prayer request is from Sherelle Shaw. Uh, she's requesting prayer for the following. Uh, speedy recovery of the victims of COVID-19, uh, children who need additional services before schools out to continue to receive assistance with their studies, her transportation issues to be resolved and complete through the Lord's eyes. Patience and guidance to deal with all of her children, the presence of positive structure in her house, ability to teach her children love and great things, job security, promotion, and more earnings. Uh, Let us pray. Uh, Father, we declare in agreement that you are God as the COVID-19 victims go through the storm, Father, we pray that you get on the boat with them, just like you did with your disciples. We believe that if you get on the boat with them, the boat will not sink. The storm may rage, the winds may blow, the waters may rise violently, but you will get them safely to the other side. And for the rest of us who are going through the storm as well, we declare this morning that we will come out much better than we were prior to the storm. We declare and decree that no matter what the enemy is saying or doing, this too shall pass in Jesus' name. Uh, For the rest of our requests, we pray that you meet uh, Sherelle at point of her need. We know you're more than able to supply all of her needs according to your riches and glory. As we come in agreement with her, Lord, we pray that you give her the desires of her heart as she delights herself in you. Father, give her the grace to rest in you and wait patiently knowing that you will bring it to pass in Jesus' mighty name. The second prayer request is from someone who chooses to be anonymous. They're asking us to pray for them to quit smoking. They say it's been a 20-year battle. Their chest feels heavy 
and their asthma is back. Almighty Father, we commit this person to you this morning as we come in agreement with the Holy Spirit. We invite you into this situation and pray that you take over this battle. Your word declares you as the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. We know you've never lost a battle before. We know that this may be impossible with men, but with you, nothing is impossible. Father, you are the healer of all manners of disease. We pray this morning that you will miraculously remove the heaviness in their chest and heal the asthma completely and permanently in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, the third request is from Dr. Ken Coleman. She sent this in as a praise report and a prayer request. Uh, she applied for an assistant professor position in the College of Nursing as well as adjunct instructor for business communication and executive leadership in the business college at Prairie View A&M University in Texas. But she already sees herself in these new positions at the university. She believes she's got the jobs, and she's expecting God's favor as she continues to prepare for what she believes to be her purpose. What a powerful demonstration of faith this morning. Lord, we are excited that your daughter, Karen, is exercising her God-given capacity to trust you and put her faith in you. So, Father, this morning we join our faith with Karen's faith in believing that these positions she applied for are already hers. We know you don't respond to prayer, but you respond to the faith in the prayer. As Karen works by faith and not by sight, we declare and decree that it will be unto her according to her faith. For according to your word, whatever we desire, when we pray, believe that you receive them, we shall have them. Whatever we desire, when we pray, believe that we have received them, we shall have them, Father. Lord, remove all oppositions and anything that obstructs and hinders our progress. We declare and decree that no weapon formed against her employment at the university shall prosper in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Elder Namdi, for praying for those prayer requests. And we set ourselves in agreement with every prayer that has been lifted up on this line and we declare that those prayer requests will become praise reports in Jesus' name. Bishop, you blessed us so this morning. One of the things you said that really blessed me, is you said faith has no purpose unless it hits its target, unless it has a target to hit, excuse me. Faith has no purpose unless it has a target to hit. Or, and that's so true, hope gives faith its purpose, and that's something we have to understand. So hope is very powerful because it tells faith the things 
that it's to choose when it gets behind the veil in the very presence of God. And when we understand the world today, the world needs a word. You also said that, which I believe is so powerful. The world needs a word, and the world needs a hope. The Bible tells us in Matthew 4, verse 16, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where the death has cast its shadow, a light has shined. We're to be that light right now because the world needs hope. They put their trust and hope in so many things, and all of them have failed them right now. Like Bishop said, things that we thought were valuable and important, they're not valuable any longer. And so what we have, which is the word, what we have is trust in God. It's the most valuable thing that a person can possess right now in Jesus' name. So before we end our time this morning, I want to circle back to Bishop and see if he has any closing remarks. Bishop? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Bishop. Uh, you know, a lot, a, lot has, a lot has been said today, and I just want us to know that, that God has got us and make sure that, that we are carriers of the hope and we share that hope with so many other people. And just by building them up, li- lifting a word of encouragement around them, that's what people, that's what people want to hear. And also limit how much time you spend ingesting what the world has to say. You need the information so that we'll know how to target our prayers, but we can't be governed by what the world says. We've got to be governed by what the Word of God has to say, and that is so critical in times like this. Amen. I set myself in agreement with it, and it's so true. It is so, so critical that we manage how much we digest from the world. Yes. Versus digesting the word. You know, the Bible says, I found thy word and I ate it. The word you eat will be the word you will become. Remember that. Job said, I esteem thy word more than necessary food. And that's how important the word is. Jesus comes back and says, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So I'm telling you, as children of God, we're not going down because we're in the right boat. We're in the ark. Jesus stands in the center of every crisis. That's what Christ does. He stands in the center of every crisis, and he is in the center of your heart. But as Bishop was sharing the devotion and praying, here's what the Holy Spirit has prompted in my spirit. It's to pray for every pastor on the line because we understand as pastors We're the voice of hope in the life of our congregation right now. And I encourage you as a pastor, find some tool in which you can connect with your members and connect with your people so that they can hear your voice. You have to find your voice in this season right now. Because the Bible says, my sheep know my voice, and the voice Mm. of another they will not listen to. So I'm speaking to every man of God on this line or even leaders who have any level of responsibility. And I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray that, number one, God would comfort you and God would bless you. We have great responsibility right now as to stand up and be leaders. Anybody 
can lead in times of peace. But leadership is proven in times of war. And we're mm-hmm. at war. And this is when leaders stand up in the finest moment. And everything that has been invested in them come to the forefront of their life and navigate the people which God has put in your care to a safe place. The Bible says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and give you a future. Father, I thank you for the gift of God that you've placed on every man of God's life. And I also thank you for the grace that comes to assist that gift. Even as the Apostle Paul said, I outlabor them all, yet not I, but grace. I thank you. As we labor as men of God in this vineyard, as we, Lord God, drop the fishing poles because the harvest is too big, we cast our nets in the name of Jesus for the great as men of righteousness and men of holiness, which you have not called yourself, but God Almighty. I thank you that God will add unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened during this particular time of our lives and in this season, that God will cause the manifold wisdom of God to rise up big in your life and that you will become the answer in the life of so many people. I thank you that as a man of God and a man of integrity, that you are workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I thank you that God will give you the message that you are to deliver to the people every time you stand before the people. For you are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world, a city that sits upon the hill that cannot be hidden. Therefore, let your light shine, that men will see your good works, and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Grace, peace, increase, be multiplied to you, men of God. May God bless you numerically. May he bless you spiritually. And may he continue to bless you and your ministry financially. I really trust and believe my spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit. That there's someone on this line today that doesn't know Christ. And I want to pray for you that you receive Christ, that Christ become your Lord, and he becomes your Savior. Just simply say with me, Father, forgive me. I thank you. According to 1 John 1 and 9, I am forgiven. For I believe in my heart, and I confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I receive you this morning as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Well, praise God and glory to God. Come on, let us rejoice over that. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices when one person makes a decision for Christ. And if you made a decision for Christ, you're on this line this morning. 
I want you to write today's date down because today is your birthday. You are born again. And that's absolutely powerful to me. Listen, you give us one year and you stick with us, you you remain faithful and committed and consistent, and you're going to look back at your life one year from now, and your life is going to be better spiritually, mentally, socially, financially, in every area of your life. I boldly declare you are no longer the victim, but you are the victor. Well, this concludes our time this morning. Man, the time has gone so fast. I want to thank Bishop one more time for being our guest today. He's absolutely blessed us. And as we always say, as we bring our time to a pause, let me just say it that way because we come back tomorrow. We come back tomorrow and we're going to have a great time. According to Psalms 118, verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you. Brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Come on, say it with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. Let's say the last part together one more time. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. Wow. Don't you feel like you grew a couple of inches right there? I know I did. I'm sitting up straight. I grew a couple of inches. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. Now, come on, you all, let's participate, and let's give God praise as we open the line, because he's deserving of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Come on, release your praise, and come on, most of all, release your shout, because your victory is in your shout. Give God praise. This is Bishop Smith, Bishop Harmon, and Elder Namdi signing off. Open the lines.
Thank you, everyone, for being on the call. Our call has ended for today. Be renewed, be refreshed, and be restored. Have a prosperous day and a blessed day. And shine like the diamond that you are.